podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Hello everyone, this is Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader, and you're watching the Awesome 10X Global Market Update. It's March 8, 2021. Let's begin. What happened in the markets? Did we predict it before the rain happened? The answer is yes. If you've been watching the Awesome 10X, unlike other perhaps YouTube channels, all they can say is the market's crashing, the market's crashing, the market's rising. They don't have any idea how much the market has rose. They don't have any idea how much downside there is. And so they're always left caught, um, what do you call that? Caught red-handed or something, caught off guard. Awesome 10X is not caught off guard. Um, in fact, the drop last week, although you cannot say that you could um, really approximate every single support and resistance, you can actually just see it from the charts itself that the market so far, it's not all stocks that have bottomed out. Not all, but some have. Let's talk about some charts uh, because um, let's talk about my awesome 10x moves. All right. Nikki Yu. All right. Humble link. So TSNPD. Let's talk about this blockchain company. We argue that this company rose from as low as about, uh, actually this went uh, 100x. Like if you study this, there are people who have this as low as 20 cents or even below. And um, indeed, their money actually rose. This was 7 cents. That really went $7 if you really studied it. So it's not impossible that the people who even just got their humble shares in December at about 50 cents or even lower would sell at some point, whether they were selling here at about $6 they were selling here at about $6 again. So that's what you call the lower high. So even if you've bought here at about $3.50, why did it even crater to $3.50? Technical analysis, Fibonacci. So um, you often see me, Awesome 10X, why am I discussing charts? I'm proud to say that I'm a chartered market technician. Most people didn't, I don't know if people knew that, but with every video that I shared, guys, I've always emphasized Nikki Yu, comma, CMT. CMT means Chartered Market Technician. So um, I do believe in secular trends. I also believe in using technical analysis for me to invest in secular trends and limiting the downside cushion, minimizing the downside, even if I'm trading. Actually, I'm investing in 10x names. I'm not even trading them. So I want to stay on and long-term invest with them and make money while sleeping while teaching people how not to be a pig getting slaughtered. Wouldn't you say so that if you sold somewhere at about five to six, that you somehow trimmed and then escaped the Alcatraz and bought the shares, the same shares, whether you've bought at about $3.50 all the way to about $2.90. So if your cost is at $3.50, do you think that the downside is bigger than the upside? Will it go down to $2? The truth is, as a technician, and anyway, we always emphasize diversification. 
you have your pizza pie rule. So, in a way, asset allocation will tell you that even if Humble Pay doesn't rise last Friday, which it actually did, any technician there knows that um, $3.50, you're already up 15% on the day. It can go higher to about $4.50, but then again, there's still a lot of resistances here at about 5 above. So if you're going to assume that people might sell at about 5 above, you're probably going to sell for 4.5 and 5 no matter if you do believe, and I do believe, that Humble is one of the best things in fintech right now. And blockchain is a great company. Humble is using blockchain. It's uh, using Digibyte here. So we mentioned it in our Free Friday class. And so if the question is, Nikki, is Humble Pay going to go to $7 someday in the future? The answer is yes. Will it go up $7 next week? Perhaps yes, perhaps no, but perhaps the bigger question is, what is the support? The support is here at about 290. Your first resistance is about 5. So you just have to know what you're going to do. 5 above, you can choose to sell or near 5. And then near 3 below, what you want to do, you want to be buying low and selling high. That's something that Awesome 10X has been advocating in this choppy environment. You do not want to not sell anything. But you don't need to sell everything. You get the point. Like, um, if you sell everything at 5 and it goes up to 6, how much can you sell when you already sold your shares, right? Um, forwardly is a, a warrant of uh, your TSNPD. When you see TSNPD rise, your forwardly rises as well. Where is the resistance? Take note, $1.30 here, $1 here. Any rallies back to a dollar, you'd get a lot of sellers. So assuming that you got in at about 60 cents, you could well sell at about 90 cents and flip it, right? You'll notice that the moves here are something always in the realm of about 30 to 50%. If you're a trader or you're an investor, both of you have the same objective, make money. So even the long-term investors know that, hey, at 90 cents and a dollar, if my upside is lower, then what would I do in the short term? The investors would also sell at 90 cents a dollar. Hot mining, what do I think? Well, I do think long term it's up. You see that the company has a lot of crypto, meaning bitcoins per se, because it is a miner. The hash rate of hot 8 mining allows them to mine and process 9 BTCs all in a single day. And they've got more than 3,000 BTCs inside. Take a look at the market cap. It's just less than a billion dollars. You realize that the company is undervalued here at about $8. And if it falls already 50% from the highs to the lows, 16 to 8, when BTCs are not even trading at $30,000, well, you understand my point. There is more upside than the downside. And so it begins that you realize that, hey, technicals is great. Fundamentals is great if you know how to utilize two things very much and you know how to manage your risk. Well, you're really going to make money while you're sleeping, isn't it? Yes, of course you will. Now at 8 all the way to 7 and 6, of course it's a buy. You buy in tranches and how do you sell? Simple. Sell 11, 12 and then take a look. You wait and wait. See whether it can even go all-time high someday. But maybe the choppiness action would render this 16 to 13 really a sell signal. And therefore, in the short term, meaning if your objective is, say, March 30, 2021, 
Will hot mining predictably go above 16K? Perhaps not. Only for a month. We're not talking about a year here. So take it one step at a time. Is Bitfarms going to break 9 pesos above all-time highs this month of March? Answer, no. Is it going to go up there someday? Answer, yes. Because BTCs are expected to break that $60,000 someday in the future. And so if a company can mine these BTCs, and we're talking about holding them as well, with a cost of only $7,500, what do you expect will be their unrealized assets when they report earnings somewhere here around mid-April to June? So of course, we do expect BitFarms to report an spectacular earnings. Some would say it's going to be just a one-time event. But if you are a believer that, well, Bitcoin is not a one-time event, it is not a cyclical event, it's going to go up in the long term. Therefore, there will be buyers of bit farms. Today, it's trading about $5. It was $5 last Friday. It's now trading at $5.69. You could see a choppy range here. There's a lot of sellers at 7 Who are the sellers at 7 Perhaps the buyers are about $3 below, right? Some might say, all right, I'm happy to take a profit. 100% is good enough for me. I bought a January here at about $3 area. You can see very strong supports at about $3.250. So the buyers at 5 might sell at about $5.80 to $6.50 tonight, right? And they might want to buy back here at about $3.70. Bit farms might actually have a lower range at about 4 or 5 But until BTCs fall down... Do you think how many people would really sell? I think really, um, since BTCs are trading at 50,000, you have less sellers willing to sell below five and actually more buyers at five all the way down to four. The bulls are in command and I'd say drops for these names are actually opportunities to buy. So you are watching this show, you probably need to have a simple notebook like this. Get a notebook. I like the idea of Awesome 10X. Hmm, I agree. So I'm going to put a buy on BTC or BitFarms, which is a cheaper way to enter BTCs, right? I could buy it at about 5 Canadian all the way to about 367, the support. Now, let's say I buy it at about $4.50. Is that fine? Sure. If you could buy that $4.50, meaning you want to approximately buy near the low, not the exact low, and you want to approximately sell near the high, not the exact high. So it's a buy low, sell high environment, or buy near the low, sell near the high. So you want to buy near 5 and you want to below, and you want to sell near $7, all the way above. Now, of course, in the long term, after all's been said and done, if BTC is going to erupt to $90,000 or $100,000, will we break $9? Easy. Easy break. So you have to understand the short term and the long term. That's also true for your hot mining, right? These are your Canadian winners that you can invest into when you have your IBKRs. So I don't know what what brokerage firm you're using, but I'm using my IBKR to get these names. Um, TSNPDs, HUT, BITF, yep, those are the names that I do buy and hold, but I can also sell in the short term if uh, I want to take advantage of the volatility. 
Large volatility renders most people to do a buy and sell even if they're actually long-term with their positions. Why do you think I can utter some names in the fundamental sense? Because yes, I would only trade companies that I can hold and invest into. Now, Copen, we like it since 1.30. Actually, 1.30, 1.20, right? We were advocating buying. All those arrows were just buying and buying and buying, even buying as high as 1.70 and buying as much as 2.40. I personally didn't buy in at 6. Some people got in at 6 last Friday. It rallied already to 8.2. However, you could see that this 50% drop was just really an opportunity to buy a winner. So um sold some at 10 above. Um, I do think that there is resistance on Copen at 10 above, but very strong supports here at about 7.6. Why do you think there is a supporter at 7.6? Why don't they want to wait at 5 or 4, right? Um, sometimes they think that, well, what if I can't be able to buy it at 5? So they'll put a buy already at 7 or 6 or, you know, who... Who cares? They're probably also going to buy at $4, right? But they just don't know if you're going to panic, sell all the winners all the way down 60% or 100% lower. You know, well, chances are winners don't really fall 100% lower. What, 13 goes to zero? Of course not. There will be a buyer. But I'd say that very strong buyer bias at about $5, uh, $5 area. But um, because this stock has done so well, you're going to get lower highs in a movement that people would sell at about 9, 10, 8. Uh, yeah, so today it's about 8.26. Don't expect that there is no sellers. At about 9, 10, 11, you've got some selling pressure here. But about maybe 7 all the way to 5, there will be buyers. So approximately at $6, you do have a lot of buyer on Copen. Just be aware of the huge ranges. It's going to be a 5 to 10 range in my view for Copen. So last price is about 826. If the reward is about 20% further, some people still trade it. They'll buy near 8 below um, and then they'll sell 910, I think. Um, and then the losers would be the ones who are extension buyers. So take note that we said that extension buyers usually lose money and so they probably deserve losing money too. Okay, Vuzix. We've been selling at about 18, 19, 20. It even went as high as 26. So if you were able to sell at 26, good for you. We were buying here at about 260. It was an automatic 10x. Yep, 250, 260 was a consolidation here. This was a free Friday class. If you were watching Awesome 10x since as early as June, July, you would be able to have found that Vuzi smart glasses crazy smart glasses we do love wearables um with all these people buying up as high as two point uh well we were buying here we were buying as high as four dollars yes this consolidation i don't expect you to be able to get Vuzi at about four dollars so how low can Vuzi go i think that the buyers would really reside somewhere here at about 12 to 10 dollars so the resistance is at 20 any rally at about 20 is a sell. So um, the buyers will be 10. Maybe I'm still waiting at 10. If I, if I don't get it, I don't get it. Doesn't matter. Do you think the people who got in at 12 will sell it at 16 and 18 tonight? The answer is yes. Yes, I do think so. Iman is uh, still high here at about $4. I'd still say that it will be continuously sold tonight. Yes. So you might argue, I thought that the market is going to go up. Nope, 
not necessarily the market can go up, the market can go down. Where is your position? If you were a bullish person on Eman, we were buying as low as 1 or 80 cents. So if you've bought at about 2, I think that you'd sell at 4. If you bought at 3, you'd sell at 4. I don't expect you to be able to sell at 4.7 or 5. You should have sold when you saw that the market was extended. And we said that even if you were just watching Awesome 10X. Awesome 10X were saying extensions on wearables, extensions on Copin, Vuzi, Eman, right? MVIS, it's an extension. This was way above where it was supposed to be. Buying pressure somewhere at about a dollar and two dollars. You still will see this go down 24 all the way to 12. Even a 50% drop is not enough. It can go all the way to about five to eight. That's where I'll buy five to eight dollars. So if you've got a cost of five to eight, will you sell at 12 and 16? I'd say that you will. I'd say that you will. And those who got high costs, maybe, well, you deserve to lose more. You deserve to lose more money because you know nothing about what you're buying. I think you don't know anything about charting as well. You probably need to lose your money so that you deserve to learn some, some experience somehow. Hi, Max. Yes, we made a buy call about 385. I didn't buy anymore at 7. I think this one is a sell, just like all your wearables. 17, 16, all the way to 14, 11. Still think that this has leeway to go down to 6. So... I'm more of a selling. I still think that these uh, wearables are still extended and have leeway to fall further. Nikki, I just like Copen and Vuzi. Can I not trade the Hi-Max and the Airman and the Avis? Of course. You don't need to own all the wearables, even if you're a wearable fan. There's more. I didn't even put all the charts in the wearables. You want to talk about Xiaomi, Samsung, Google, Apple, Garmin? Of course, they're also wearables, right? Let's talk about digital advertising. Remember when Nikki said pigs will get slaughtered, those who are not selling extension names like digital advertising? Recall I said that. Um, I said that and I have proof that I said that. You can just search Faces Trader Twitter. You can search Awesome 10X. I said that. Now let's see whether I'm right. Ta-da, I'm right. I said Magnite at about $60 was expensive, 56 48 continuously dropping. 64 is now 39 It will continuously drop. It will continuously drop. Any rallies to 44 tonight will still be sold down. And it will be sold down all the way to perhaps 23 or 24 28 somewhere there. Now, um, will I be able to get this at 24 Yes and no. It depends. Sometimes I wait so low, I, I don't get it. So there is a risk that I'm waiting too low. It is possible. We got in on Magnite at about six, seven, eight, nine dollars As high as 10 At 39 you're still up 400% more. So I'd say that you're still profit-taking. You're going to go to cash for your Magnite. If you have Magnite and you haven't sold, you're a pig. And pigs need to get slaughtered. Let me see you cry further tonight if you haven't sold. Perion Network, yes. So we made a buy call at about $10. I think that $25, $24, we were saying to sell. And even at $20, I'd still say sell. So tonight at $19, will it still fall further? Perhaps another 30% lower tonight for Perion Network. 
it is still a cell. Magnite is still a cell. Perion is still a cell. Copen and Vuzi, if you are not fast, you could be sold down more shares tonight. Roku made a buy call as, as early as 100 below. I stopped buying at about 180 to 200. I never bought at $300. I actually sold there. I sold at 300 all the way to 450 which gives me an average cost sold at about $380. So um, I'd say that at $350, Roku will still collapse. Perhaps some people would buy at $340. They'll sell at about $400 or $380. But end of the day, where will the reset support of Roku be? I'd say at about $290 below. I'll wait two ninety below. Just like all your digital advertising, Roku is the leader, but can't leaders fall down? They can. That's why pigs get slaughtered. Pigs don't know how to take profits. Let them get slaughtered. Austin 10X loves pigs to get slaughtered. C Limited gave a sell call a little at about 280. Think that we're gonna get in at about uh, 180. At 260, 250, C Limited is still an expensive zone. I don't care what you believe in Forrest Lee. I still believe that at 270, 280, it's still gonna get sold down. Some would argue 230 is already good enough for them to buy. It's fine. 230 to 170 is a great buying area. As long as you buy 230 all the way to 180, we're good. We're good. I do think that you have no chance to buy this at $100 below. No chance. Um, my rough prediction, my base case for C-Limited is an entry roughly at $200. So at $230, it could rally tonight to $240 or $250, get the lower high again, and then go back down eventually a few months after, around April or May, perhaps we see a $190. We'll see. All depends how low the market can go. Scenario planning. Pintuotuo felt that 200 and 190 was already expensive. Recall that uh, actually I was buying this as early as 19 to 20 dollars in 2019. The most recent high price that I was willing to buy Pintuotuo was only at 80 dollars, 80 below, somewhere here. Yes, that was the last price that I entered. I couldn't buy Pintuotuo at 140 dollars actually. But those who bought this extension at 140 still managed to make money. If you saw me buy some Pintuotuo here, I sold it very early, very fast. Like I bought some Pintuotuo at 170 and then sold it immediately at 181 or 185. In the short term, no matter how fall in love you are with Pintuotuo, I'd say give your time. Give yourself time. 140 below. Let's try to pick this up. 120 is where we will supposedly buy Pintuotuo in the next coming months. So more time. Wait. JD. JD seems to be a very strong company and I do believe in it. But uh, with the markets, perhaps with a scenario of perhaps more buy low sell high action, you'd see JD going down to $80 or even at $70. And so at $90, is it a buy? The answer that Awesome Tenix will say is, oh, $90 JD is not yet too high, but not yet too low. So I'd say that um, I'd wait. I'd wait. 
If I got in at 90, where's my upside? I sell it at 95. If I don't sell it at 95, it's probably going to go down to 90 again or even go down to 80, right? So in the short term, you've got a lower high. Shopify, I sold very early at about, um, I sold at 1.4. I got in at 1.2. I traded it at 1.4. I sold there. And right now, it's trading at about 1.1. I'd wait better pricing at about $900. I like Shopify. But uh, in the short term, Shopify will get clobbered at a 1.3. Clobbered. C-L-O-B-B-E-R-E-D. Clobbered. No matter how much you like Toby Lutke, in the short term, what you saw here, which was a 900 to 1, 1, this action move here is going to happen here. 1, 1 to 1, 3 is going to be clobbered always at 1, 3 above and with a lot of supporters at 1, 1 below. 1, 3 to 1, 5 sell, 1, 1 to 900 buy. Very strictly, a trading range on Shopify. Let's talk about some space names. Global Star. Global Star, lots of selling front, two, $2 above. 206 all the way to 280. The market was so generous. They gave you 40% further at about 280 because of the Qualcomm discussions with Global Star. So at about 280, easy selling for people because they've got a lot of buyers at $1.20. Even at $2, they were up maybe 80%. So it fell down to 140. What will you do? Well, the sellers at one at uh, at two dollar above might be tempted to buy 140 all the way to 120. And so you were seeing last week that when this fell low 114, it quickly rallied to 140. Last Friday, we're talking about March 8. 2021 today but march 5 the action there last friday was it fell to 114 and it rallied to 140 what's gonna happen to gsat tonight if it rallies to 160 expect some sellers if it falls down to 120 expect some buyers we're gonna be choppy guys buy low sell high buy low sell high buy low sell high eventually they go up to three dollars when is eventually 2022 2023, we're gonna go all-time highs. Yes. Gillette is now back to $10 after rallying to 22. Gillette Satellite Networks helps us in our 5G. Rallied from a low base of about $7 times 3 year money in just 3 months. Less than 3 months. So 7 times 321 divided by 2 it back to $10. $10 below to 7 would be a lot of buyers. Gelat, I think, has gotten oversold to the point that at 10, you listen me closely, Gelat 10 to 7 is a buy area. Where should I sell then? Maybe 14. You can sell it at 14 to 17. This one is at 11.35 last Friday. If it opens up this week all the way to about 13 to 14 or even on March 30, 2021, there will be a seller. $14 above. So, again, what should Awesome 10X listeners, investors do? Buy low, sell high. Chop, chop. 100% ranges. That's how you'll make money. Maxar, space. Sold at about 50 Where will I buy back? Can I buy back at $30? Or should $41 be good enough? Last Friday... Maxar fell to 37. 
Maybe some people got in at 41. They're happy to see that, well, Maxer Technologies is 43 now. I could sell it at 43 and $50. Maybe I'm willing to sell even at 46. And so it begins the lower highs. The high was 54. Somebody's willing to sell at 50. Perhaps somebody's going to sell at 46. And with more lower highs, well, in the short term, you've got a downtrend. That's how you create a downtrend. Lower highs. Very simple. Yes, it's going to go up eventually to $50 again. But um, in the short term, I think that you've got lower highs. But also, in the short term, any drops will be limited to $30. So you just have to be aware of where the support and where the resistance are. Very huge range, 30 to 50. It's a 60% range for Maxar. Somebody asked me, Nikki, what do you say about Alliance Bioenergy? Well, this is an OTC name. OTC names, roughly speaking, go down 70 or 80% from their peak. So I'd say that 30 cents Alliance Bio, you've got a strong buyer. Last Friday, Alliance Bio fell to 35 cents, rallied to 41 cents. Eventually, there will be a seller at about, say, 60 cents, all right? 60 to 80 cents, very huge sellers there. Um, you can see that this line is a clear resistance to me. But there will be supporters at about 30 to 40 cents. So if you're looking to buy Alliance, sell near 80, but buy near 40 below. Uh, this is a biomass project. Let's take a look at uh, what um, Clayton Christensen said. Where does growth come from? Innovator's dilemma. I was listening to them, and this is something that Mr. Clayton Christensen said. Um, even if he passed away, he is, of course, the Bible of every disruptor in the world. First, you've got a slow rate of technological improvement, but disruption becomes possible. It's not linear. It's always parabolic moves for disruptive companies. Popular press mentions will often be a good thing to see that um, here, how many people are mentioning disruptive terminology? You could see that it, it was very much more, more journals have been dis discussing disruption 2010 onwards. You don't listen to a lot of people talking about disruption even year 2000. That's why um, Clayton Christensen is a really, really great uh, early. He's early. Uh, he's the one who even discussed the word disrupt. Like he was an uh, academe. Um, look at the number of academic articles citing his foundational work. 1993-1994 all the way to 2016, right? In 2010, people are citing him more. Popular press articles mentioning disruption terminology. The number of management articles citing foundational work. Foundational work. So um, I think press articles are more of recognition, the press, the commercial press, versus the academes. But um, yeah, so the, the S-curve, of uh, of uh, happened as early in the in the academic world, but the popular press or the comp or uh, usually it's early adopters and then the the late adopters sometimes ten years after before they begin to unravel. How many people have been discussing Tesla as a great opportunity uh, opportunity twenty ten years ago? Actually, ten years ago, right? But uh, more people are citing that um, ten years after. Hey, this is still a disruptor even today. 
higher profitability, technology performance, trajectory of incumbent technological improvement, disruptive innovations have a shorter span of time to disrupt. Customer demand for new technology, lower profitability, higher profitability. Um, in order to appreciate Awesome 10x mindsets, rules, stocks, you need to understand how disruption works. There's a lot more charts. I don't have the free time to discuss all charts for you. I've already surpassed 30 minutes. But um, I hope that you learned something today. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Do watch a lot of Awesome 10x videos. There will be a lot of ways to make money. Um, what should we get into doggy at if just now catching it? You're late. The answer is you're wrong and you're late. Your thoughts on BNGO? BNGO seems to have been supported at $5.50, but you'll get a resistance about uh, 9 to 10. Very strong resistance is there. So you have to understand that there will be a chain reaction. There will be a, this types of movements. So um, these are your sell-offs. Very strong resistance is there. You will not be able to sell there at about 12 to 16. These were your early sellers, and these are going to be your late sellers. You're, you're going to have a huge resistance at about $10 uh, for your bio nanogenomics, no matter how you like BNGO. Hello from Toronto. What do you think of GME? Hi to IQ Micro. Thanks for watching all the time. GME, I think at 150, you've got some selling pressure. Any thoughts on Nano Dimension? Nano Dimension should have a seller at about ten dollars. Um, so strong resistance at fifteen. You'd see a resistance here at about ten eleven. So it's gonna be a lower high. And of course, even if you've gotten the support at about six dollar fifty, just as this one, just like this six dollar area, strong support here. You'll see this huge range six to twelve, six to twelve before we actually resume up. And then he drops at about $4.50 and $5. It's like a giveaway, giveaway to the bulls. Like uh, you, you make nano dimension fall down to $4.50. You're going to tempt all the bulls to just keep on buying that. Should I keep holding on Givo, nano dimension? Goodbye at 8. Uh, I don't really cover Givo. Uh, GEVO is a biomass play. I think it's extended. There will be a lot of sellers. The more extended a company is, the more resistances there are. So very strong resistance at 13.11. I see a stronger selling pressure at about 9. If you got in at 7, be aware to sell at 9. As long as you know how to sell, you should be okay. Nando Dimension would have selling pressure at about 9 to 11. Any thoughts on DNN? I don't study DNN, so I don't know anything about it. What is DNN? So um, let's, let, let's talk about the chart of DNN. I have no idea what it is. Denison Mines. Just from a charting perspective, you could see that um, there will be resistances first at about $1.20. So um, I'm not good at, at, uh, at charting companies, actually, that I have no specific bias knowledge on fundamentals. So um, is Sun Power still a good buy? Sun Run, Sun Works. All the solars we discussed are pigs getting slaughtered. So um, we gave a sell call on all of them, Sun Power, Sun Run. And you would argue that if we gave sell calls on Sun Power and Sun Run, that means that we would have sold Sun Works if we had it. Any solar company would, uh, would be sold down. And so far, I'd say that uh, Sun Power, so far has found their first support at $24 last Friday, here about 26. 
So indeed, within the $32 to $26 IMO of a buyer range here. But remember, this will be a sell call at about $38. If you can sell at $46, even better. But I would say that uh, the late sellers will never be able to sell when we gave a sell call at about $46 to $52. What's late has to pay the price. You didn't sell when Awesome 10X told you, well, suffer and be a pig. You won't be able to sell high. You're, you're only going to be able to sell at 38. Where, where, where will be the great buys out there? Wait a little. If the market's really going to consolidate downwards to NASDAQ 11K, you'll be able to see SunPower at 26 to 19. Of course, the question is, will NASDAQ go 11K? Awesome 10X thinks that, well, we first found the support last week at NASDAQ 12.3, but we haven't isolated the scenario for us to break 12K to go 11K. Give it a few months, we could. A lower high at 13,000 will reinforce the bears to sell our market all the way to 11K. Hello? Just smash that like. Thank you. Please don't forget to smash the like button. What's the signal for this sell-off to finish? How would you know if it has bottomed? We've been buying dips at supports only to further crash. Not necessarily. If you are an Awesome 10X member, you've been buying but also aware the extensions had to be sold. And so, um, we have proof saying extensions need to be sold. Would the signal for sell-offs for SunPower be sold? Yeah, very clearly. 38 here would be sold. You buy at 19 to 20. This started as a buy at $7. I never gave a buy call on SunPower here. Anyone who's buying there would have to be selling very fast because it is extended. I, is it health-related? I didn't study I. I don't know anything about that. I'm sorry, but I have no idea what it is. A company that goes up 100% can be a company that I don't own. I saw that ICE went up. But I don't care. I don't have it. And I don't need to know everything. I think you're talking about second site medical products. Yes, it rallied from $2 to $10 above 100%. I have no idea what it is. Most likely, this is uh, something that uh, can make people see. Says second site medical products. So that, that, that's it. Um... What's the signal for the sell down to finish? Um, many indicators will point to you that the sell down is finished. Number one indicator is watch the dollar. Number two indicator is to actually check how Bitcoin and Tesla's doing. Why do I use those three as indicators? Liquidity, liquidity, liquidity. If cryptocurrencies are very strong, and let me show to you what's happening. People say that there is no correlation. I argue there is. As long as BTC is trading above 40,000, you could see that the bulls are very much happy with their cryptocurrencies. There is liquidity. As long as Tesla is able to get supported here at about 540, 550 last week, it can rally to about 700 sold again there. But it, if, be, if crypto actually rallies, perhaps Tesla even rallies to 740, you'll see a choppy action and the people who are looking to buy Tesla at about $400 might never get their, uh, their, their shares back. So um, you have to understand that um, actually February is the peak. 
that's the peak extended um you have to understand that uh you have to watch you have to watch when i say pigs get slaughtered you could get slaughtered so follow it diligently follow it diligently um i don't think that i said to buy um I don't think I said to buy extensions because uh, clearly I was saying solars were extended. Solars extended, awesome 10x, pigs get slaughtered. I talked about the companies that will get slaughtered. Pigs deserve to get slaughtered. January 18, 2021, profit-taking scene on solars, right? So um, it is sector-based. Example, today I said wearables continue to be extended so if you've got Copen and you're not listening to sell at 10, 12, well, don't cry when Copen goes 8 below, right? Vuzi, not selling at 19 to 20, don't cry if it goes to 10. Gelat, the buy is 7 to 10. You don't sell at 15 to 20, that's not my responsibility. How would you ever learn if you don't know how to listen? Hi Nikki, do you know and do you own any altcoins right now? Um, I'm mostly into stocks, so I don't have um, I don't have a huge exposure in crypto to be honest. It's just BTCs. Um, I I mean I know altcoins have gone 10x, 20x, 30x, but um, I promise to my parents that I don't uh, I won't do crypto. So I have some. I have some blockchain-related assets, but um, that's my crypto exposure. So I don't have crypto. My reason is not because I don't believe in it. I promise to my parents that I won't get myself involved in crypto, as in crypto exactly. But I could have exposure on crypto stocks. How do you like Nokia for long term? Think that Nokia is a long-term name. $4 to $3 should be okay. But at the moment, it's possible that it will just languish. Um, you'll see today that many SPACs at $12 is going to go $20, but it's hitting $10. I'll give you an example. Let's say you bought some AACQ. I like AACQ. This is Arsha's acquisition. You've probably seen it to $14. Now it's falling about $10.50. Let's say you buy at about $14. And you bought here at $10. So your average at about 12 In general, SPACs like these, in my view, would consolidate. It's not going to go down to 8 or 7 Even if it did, I'll be buying. I don't believe in selling these names because these SPACs are worth $20 or more. So assuming you've got great SPACs and you're suffering, Nikki, I'm down 20% on origin materials, what should I do? The first question you ask yourself is, well, number one, how much is origin materials in your position? 3% exposure? Shouldn't you be actually buying more origin materials here at about $10.50? Do you understand what exactly you bought? Biodegradable plastics, right? Do you know the sector per se? Sometimes I don't want to talk to people who seem to say that they're listening when they have zero idea, if I ask them a question, well, that what does AACQ do? Origin materials. Tell me who the CEO is. Tell me the revenues. 
Tell me what you know about AACQ. So you have the gall to give $100,000 into the markets without knowing any single thing. That's on you. Because Awesome 10X does not promote buying companies they do not know about. Do you like PTNYF? It's expanding in U.S., starting with Washington, D.C. I have no idea what PTNYF is, so um, thanks for telling me about it, but I don't know anything about it, so I will check. PTNYF. Parcel Paul Technology, Inc., OTC. So let me just say a little bit. Right now, guys, you hear me saying that the scenario for the market is to fall to NASDAQ 11,000, right? It could actually consolidate, probably doesn't fall NASDAQ 11K, NASDAQ 10K doesn't happen, that's possible. But the question is, are you prepared to be wrong? What if the market fell to 11K? What if the market fell to 10K? Are you prepared to be wrong? What do you think about Roblox going public? I won't buy Roblox if it's above $40 billion market cap. Actually, at $20 billion market cap, I'm already not happy to pay that price. That said, I don't think that Roblox is going to be cheap. I have to admit that everybody likes Roblox. It's impossible to see that company by Dave Bashuki trading below $20 billion. So it's possible that I would never be able to own something I love. An example of which is Airbnb. I love Airbnb. Why wouldn't I? But at $100 billion, why would I pay for it? Unless it goes down $50 billion, then I'll enter. I'm sure that I'll never be able to get Airbnb at $25 billion market cap. That's something I know about. Now, if you're going to give me Airbnb at $25 billion today market cap, sure, give it to me. So in a way, it's all scenarios too. Price still is something that I am aware of. I am aware of what companies I'm willing to pay 10x for. And when I don't see a 10x move in it, I'd rather not be in it. Do you buy extensions? I didn't buy extensions. Yeah, so you have nothing to worry about. But even the other sectors seem to take a hit. I sold my pack B at $40. Bingo is um, bio nanogenomics is going to be traded. You have to understand. I didn't say buy bio nanogenomics high. I said wait at 5 plus. If you bought it at 550 and tonight's at $7, are you at a loss? No. Unless you were not listening that I wasn't willing to buy BNGO above 10, that's where you're going to get hurt. That's what I'm saying. People need to know where will I be willing to buy. And if I'm buying, let's say, BNGO at $10, which I didn't, by the way, Assuming I entered 1%, I wouldn't be able to really risk a lot. 1% exposure at a high price, even if it fell 50% down, $10 to $5, wouldn't really matter. $1,000, let's say it's a $100,000 position. $1,000 in BNGO, assuming that I buy at $5, I average at 6 or 7 then my average would be about $8. Perhaps if I really think that it's going to go $25 someday, the answer is yes. At the end of the day, I ask you, BNGO, Bio Nanogenomics, is it going to go 100x? One day, perhaps. Why? Because everyone would probably have a true 
bio nanogenomics in every in every uh, in every hospital because everyone would like themselves to get diagnosed in order to prevent all diseases rare diseases that is what bngo does so tell me first do you even understand what you own any thoughts about global renewable energy for long term i like renewable energy i prefer going solar that's it thank you for your time everyone please don't forget to like subscribe and share you can every awesome 10x member can schedule a portfolio review with me however i can only do one portfolio review in a single day i'm one person i'm not able to review a thousand portfolios if you have to ask me a thousand portfolios thank you bye-bye